Split is part of the Unbreakable Universe. This is spoilers! This is spoilers! Worlds colliding. <laughs> hey, welcome to Spoilers. Uh, if this is your first episode, this is a minor spoilers where we spoil the latest in film. And today we're talking about Split, M. Night Shambalamba Bamba's latest film. Uh, we also do classic movies in our movie review episodes, but today we're here to talk about Split, which, as it turns out, is part of the Unbreakable Universe. If you haven't gathered already, there's going to be major spoilers for this movie in this episode. So let's go around and uh, just say who you are and where you're recording from and uh, what you kind of initially thought about it. Uh, Mikey, I'm recording from Stevie's apartment in Mishawaka. And uh, going into this, I was a little, I was a little nervous for M Night because <laughs> uh, he had a lot of stinkers in a row. But uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, this is this is like a really, really good movie. And despite the fact that it's in the Unbreakable universe, which totally came out of nowhere, uh, it really held up on its own. And I thought it was a really, really good thriller movie. That's interesting because I'd like to get to talking about if the unbreakable twist makes this movie and what you what you thought about it before <clears throat> and i think there's a part for me where i thought it had lost its way uh, but it'll be interesting to sort of break that down uh, let's go next to the guy next to you stevie what do you think about the movie uh my name is stevie recording from mishwalk indiana in my apartment and um i agree with mikey uh we were talking about it on the drive home uh i thought this movie just was a great movie by itself even without the unbreakable twist i think that was more of just uh icing on the cake lots mm. of really good icing nonetheless but um if they just would have ended with her like in the back of the cop car kind of just shaking her head like i would have been fine with that i thought it was a really really good movie that's my initial take uh this is jordan i'm recording from greensboro north carolina and stevie i cannot fucking believe you for someone who has said that Unbreakable is actually called Unwatchable. Unbear- no, Unbearable. Unwatchable. Unbearable. It's way different. I can't believe that you're going to stick up for this movie. Um, I thought it was shite, but let's go. What? What? <laughs> this is Pappy recording from Denver, Colorado. Um, I have two little sublists of notes that I've taken here. One is ridiculous, underlined, with about... 20 bullet points and one is good with about five bullet points so (laughs) i this is a tough one for me i'm interested to think what you guys had to say but let's sort of explain what this movie was first of all and feel free to jump in guys as we try to break this down so james mcavoy plays a character with did dissociative identity disorder you have a couple of different characters at play here right you have the girls who get kidnapped by him like you see in the trailer uh you have uh him playing multiple parts and then you also have uh sort of the backstory of Casey and her checkered past. What do you guys think of like I guess the characters that we start off with there? Spoiler twist aside as far as a horror movie, what do you guys think? I was really hoping the other two two girl characters would die very quickly. I found them very annoying. And I feel like any time that M. Night Shyamalan 
deals with kind of like is it happened with the same thing in the visit kind of like teenage girls he really struggles writing for them but i also uh enjoy james mcavoy's uh is it mcavoy how do you say his name mcavoy is it mcavoy okay i really enjoy his performance and uh I know six or seven characters he brought to the forefront. So, and also the Doctor Fletcher, I thought she was a really good character. The two lesser, lesser uh, female characters, the teenage girl characters. I mean, they were they weren't the best actresses or anything, but their parts weren't all that integral to the story. So their acting wasn't necessary. Yeah, it wasn't so necessary. Vital. But uh, James did a really good job. I mean, playing what seven, six different, at least six different characters. At least six different characters, and his facial expressions for all of them—you could just tell which one was which. Yeah, he did a really good job, I thought. Uh, but I'm interested to see what Jordan thinks. I'm really interested <laughs> as well, for someone who calls it shite. I think that McAvoy was pretty fucking awesome. I I was really really impressed by all the things that he did. Um, but I mean, are we just gonna go through it all? Or are we like addressing one part? Like, are we doing piece by piece here? I think we'll do a slow burn. Yeah. What did you think about the performance of McAvoy? What did you think about the horror movie aspect of the movie? So I I thought McAvoy was really really good. Um, like there there's no getting past that. But I thought that he was definitely like the highlight of the movie. Um, the the girls were whatever like the main girl i think was decent in parts but like for the most part it was just like a teenage girl's part for all three of them um i also thought the the psychiatrist lady i forget her name at the moment um but i i thought she was pretty good too but in the end it seemed like she just kind of served a purpose she wasn't she didn't end up being like a pivotal character and other than her and uh her end purpose i guess no, I mean, I would completely agree because from a horror movie perspective, it hits on a lot of stupid, dumb tropes. And there are some plot points that are just completely inexcusable. And the doctor... Did you think it was a horror movie? Yes, it, it is. Fall I mean, for, it didn't fall no, under a horror movie for me. It is a horror It is a horror movie. It's a horror movie origin story. But... And we can get to the second part, but it definitely is supposed to be this abduction... I had a lot of problems with this movie. I didn't like the bouncing around in time, which we can talk about, but my number one problem was Dr. Exposition, whatever her name was. All she was there Dr. for was Dr. Fletcher. To, all she was there for was to fill in stupid parts of the story which she didn't need. If this would have been a lot tighter and focused on their captivity and being in that room sort of like uh, we saw Ten Cloverfield Lane do last year or Green Room or Room do in two thousand. Um, 15, I think it would have been a lot more effective, but we're bouncing around all the time, and the fact that she's, like, sticking cloths in the doors to let the mat shut, I mean, I don't know. And what about the sexual exploitation of those teenagers? Did anyone else pick up on that? Like, that was weird. Yeah, yeah, a lot. I thought that was uh, pretty terrible. It was really distracting to me, actually. Um, not oh. just... In the- <laughs> oh! <laughs> No, no, like no, <laughs> no, for sure. Like it was, it was weird, man. And it was like, gratuitous, I, is what you're saying. Yes, yeah, it was, absolutely. It was, 
it was gratuitous in the present. And I also think that that like element to the story was pretty unnecessary, to be honest. Uh, he asked her to remove her skirt at one point. And it's like, why? What's the, yeah, what's the point of that? Yeah, that was... Not one of the stronger points of the film. Well, in the in the context of the story, one of the personalities is a pedophile who likes watching young girls dance naked. Right? Is that correct? Which one was that? Dennis. That was Dennis. Uh, yeah, that was unnecessary. Especially to the story, it was unnecessary. It was just kind of. I was kind of like Jordan. Just why? Because they don't even do anything else with that at all. They're just. They just have their clothes removed for the rest of the... Yeah, it doesn't call back to itself yeah. at all. It's like, oh, they're kind of like half naked now. Um, so I agree with that, the exploitation part. But, I mean, they just weren't good actresses anyway, so they weren't really in the story a whole lot Well, I, I that. think about the two side girls or, or Anna Taylor-Joy's yeah. performance, because I thought Anna Taylor-Joy was great. The two side girls weren't in it so much after, after that. Yeah. But the other girl... What was her character name? Casey. Uh, Casey. Casey. Yeah, she was she was really good. So, what about the I guess penultimate twist about the zoo and then that final scene? Pretty much everything leading up until the uh, unbreakable reveal. What were you guys thinking at that point? Up until that point, I was pretty happy with the way like the movie was turning out. Because with a movie like this, I think it's pretty easy. To kind of go down a road, kind of almost like torture porn. And I was really happy that M. Night didn't go down that route. Even with the girls getting eaten and showing that, that wasn't over the line for you? Have you seen Hostel? Yes, but this is also yeah, a PG-13. It's not, even in the, it's not even in the same sport. This is why I kind of considered it almost like a psychological thriller more than a horror movie. I mean, even though there were horror elements, I didn't go into this movie or even leave it feeling like, oh my god, that movie was terrifying. Yeah. So that's where I I disagree with I wasn't calling scared it a horror movie. Point. I was more creeped out. Yeah. I was creeped out throughout, but I wasn't scared at any point. I think that kind of the build up to the the final like personality was decently done. Um The Beast. Yeah, the Beast. I I kind of agree that I think that the like the main girl was definitely a better character than the others. And I I don't know. I was I was pretty pissed off at this point in the movie. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just what, trying. What to did you want? What did you want from it? Well, there was the, the first thing was that I was sitting in the fourth row, so my neck was craned. I got there too late. Um, but no, I I think that the the beast was it it became kind of a psychological thriller and that like what's lurking in the dark and stuff like that, and she's trying to run away. Um, no, I, 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 dude, I'm completely on your side. At this point in the movie, I was completely frustrated and thought it was bad. Yeah. I, and I was ready to really, really poop on this movie at this point because at this point, he's, he's tiptoeing the line of how serious are we taking this? And we're supposed to just believe that, oh, I guess this was a supernatural story. But as it turns out, this isn't just like a story about DID or trying to be grounded in any sense. This is a super villain origin story so in my theater people went ape shit when that reveal happened uh, did you guys have a similar experience at all or me and mikey what, what did, did when he starts climbing on the walls is that what you're talking about no no no. That's That's he... i'm talking about after when the when the title sequence split comes up and then you have that that after scene in the diner and uh bruce willis is revealed 
uh, that's when people just went nuts in my theater. David Dunn. I mean, we had a group of high. It was all high school kids in our. These kids that were in our <laughs> theater hadn't like been born when Unbreakable came out. That's so, unfortunate. So they left like, yeah. what was that? Like, why <laughs> yeah. is Bruce Willis in this movie? And like me and Mikey are just like just palm and face. They knew who Bruce Willis was. They they knew who Bruce Willis was, but they did not know what Unbreakable was. Why is Pat, John McClane in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Pat, were you upset when he started climbing on the walls? Is that when you started getting upset? At that point, the because, movie, yes. Because, because I, that's like sort of breaking reality at that point. At that point, I thought Or the I fact was that being, he could run a 4-2-40. I thought I was being sold a movie that was grounded in reality. And the fact that... Uh, you know, they're trying to sell it like, oh, here's this psychiatrist that's providing all this stupid exposition about what DID is and how it's controversial and no one believes them, even though he has one of his personalities has diabetes, one of them doesn't, which felt, you know, kind of real. Then it goes like he's pulling at bars and getting shot with a shotgun and surviving. So it's like, OK, okay. at that point, so, like- I was frustrated with the story. Because yeah. it seemed like it had starts... taken a, a fantasy turn. I wasn't ready for that well, at that point. When he starts climbing on the wall is when it takes a turn. But then when it's revealed that it's also a part of the Unbreakable universe, it's kind of be- grounded back down into a another reality. Yeah, a, yeah, a universe that we already know. Where, yeah, where that can be. No, I'm not. I'm where that's as far a possibility. As like, yeah. In my experience in the story, I went from, oh, this is okay to being really frustrated to having sort of like a redempting twist at the end where I was like, oh, you know what? Not, not so bad. But uh, I could also see the frustrations in some of the beats of getting to that point. But where, where do you think, I guess, the franchise goes from here? Or what do you think that set up for, I guess? So you didn't like the exposition with Dr. Fletcher at all? No, that was horrible. And I don't care. There, there's I nothing, really enjoyed no, that part no, of the movie. No, that was bad. What what that what that is is that that, and what I had a problem with this is that what Shyamalan has a tendency to do, and he does the same stupid thing in After Earth, and he does it in a bunch of movies. You saw that? Where he can't stay <laughs> within. I'm sorry. A, you saw After Earth? He can't stay within a story, and he likes to bounce back and have all these like sort of like gray, fuzzy, slow reveals of a character's backstory, and we didn't need that for Casey. And we also in science, also in science, also in science, also in After Earth, like it's a, and, and the village, and the village. It's a stupid beat that he likes to keep going back to, and it took us out of the scope of the movie. Like what you have with McAvoy's performance, and you have a veteran, whatever freaking name is, basically of the horror genre now. If they would have stayed within that little universe that they built, that little room. It would have been way more effective. But we're bouncing back. We're talking so you about, wanted like kind of like a really tight knit bottle story of them using the other twenty three personalities to escape. Did you find the uncle plotline of him getting naked and howling like a wolf, and then her pulling a gun on him, and then that was her... creepy, man. That was unsettling. Were you a fan of that? Did that add to the story for you? Um, I think if she had killed the uncle, it would have mattered, but she didn't. Yeah. she didn't do anything, so it didn't matter. Because before the Unbreakable ending, I was kind of getting worried that this was going to end up that she was in a mental hospital because of her uncle. That was kind of what I was afraid it was going to go down to. Same. And 
it, it was kind of cheap that what happened with her uncle and everything ended up saving her life. That was completely crazy. And and if I was a person who had someone who had a self harm in their life, like the fact that she cuts herself saves her. That's kind of insensitive, is it not? Is that not weird? Like I don't know. Did you take it that like was that her cutting herself? Yes. I don't know uh, what you yeah, guys I mean, thought, but I mean, I, I thought that was. I don't pretty, know. I didn't. I didn't yeah. know what to think at that point. There, there were like there were cigarette burns and stuff, like, or like cigar burns or whatever that were also there, but there were definitely like self harm marks. Okay. For sure. Which is all I'm saying is this, is that a layer that we needed because no, the the scenes with the horde, uh, who is made up of, what are those sub personality names? You have the little kid. You have Hedwig. Dennis. Dennis, yeah, the, original the Kevin, Kevin. Oh, uh, what's, what's like the Patricia? Name? Patricia? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We never met Heinrich, and we never met. There was like two other names that we never met. Which is or- hope- Orwell was some sort of like scholar guy. And I think there's one called like Barry, Barry, Jade. Yeah, Barry was a fashion designer. Barry is around in her office. There's like a few that come up like in the one scene where he like kind of morphs in between a few and like probably yeah. three minutes. Like he's all in the same room and you're like seeing it. Well, they're fighting but, each other. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But like we don't see all all 23 or 24. And I think that other discussions of this movie could get caught in the trap of is this really how DID would work or blah, blah, blah. But of course... That doesn't matter at all because what we're watching is a super villain story. So I guess, what did Stevie and Mikey? What you guys think about once you finally saw that reveal? Um, and I, what did you think about Unbreakable in general? Like, what do you think about the franchise? I thought Unbreakable was pretty cheap when I even now, but this movie actually improves upon it. I don't know. Even without Unbreakable, I still stand on this was actually a really good movie without the Unbreakable twist. But when I saw that in the theater. It was kind of sad because Lauren, my wife, got up to go to the bathroom and missed the unbreakable twist. <laughs> oh, she, boy. She literally, thought, literally five seconds. Yeah, before. five seconds. <laughs> and she would have seen it. And I, I thought that was so funny. But um, she was devastated. Like, we were like, hey, it was like, I did to do with unbreakable. And she's like, no, it didn't. I was like, you missed it. <laughs> Was there a re- reaction in your crowd like I had? Because my crowd literally had a reaction. Like people were like, "Oh, how no old way. was your crowd?" Uh, I I don't really think there was one. R-A-R. There was zero reaction, but only yeah. except for me and Mikey. Yeah. Me and Stevie looked at each other and we're like, "What?" what? Yeah, and then we were like listening to people talk, and they were like, "Why well, was Bruce Willis in there?" <laughs> it was kind of unfortunate. Personally, I thought the movie was pretty pretty good, and then that. That uh, teaser scene, the movie just went like a whole nother bar above because it, it grounded it in a different reality where superhumans are a possibility. And it didn't make uh, Kevin, James McAvoy's character, seem so absurd. Kevin and it, Wendell Grimm. Yeah. And it really, made, it really put the story on another level where it's like, oh, okay, this is part of something bigger. I don't know. It's just. It was just. It was. I've never seen like a sequel, a setup to a sequel done that way before. Done that well. Yeah, that was a. That was probably the best setup to a sequel I've seen in a long time. Because you had no idea it was even like in that reality, and then just. Yeah. Well, it's funny how the 
grading scale shifts between a comic book movie and some other kind of movie. But Jordan, what do you think about the final reveal? And are you are you a fan of Unbreakable? I know you hate Shyamalan, but da ba da. Um, I actually really like Unbreakable, which is why I'm so surprised because Stevie has called it unwatchable in the past. Unbearable. It's called unbearable. I like Unbreakable. I thought it was a good movie. I just I, hated I, the ending. I like Unbreakable too. Unbreakable is um, great until the ending. But I really hated this movie. So that's kind of interesting to me. Um, at least in my theater, there I don't think there was a lot of recognition for like the post credit scene, if you can call it that. Um, well, it was pre-credits, but it was post the final title. Yeah, like showed, the, yeah. the little the the twist with like showing split on that screen. You kind of left that story and you go onto this, which right, was like awesome. like you you start to stand up and then there's that. Yeah, uh, but mm, uh, no, I I fucking hated this movie so much. <laughs> I'm surprised. I, I am very surprised. I'm, so I surprised. thought Jordan would have been losing his shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and do it. Yes, or, is that a yes or no from you, Jordan? And just final thoughts then. I I thought that there were like some interesting like psychological aspects to it, like the the idea that DID could like lead to and does lead to like different like uh, physiological differences between personalities and stuff like that. Um, and I thought that that was kind of interesting and. They sort of explored that, but I thought that the the teen and child sexual violence was really fucking gratuitous and unnecessary, and so I was pretty checked out by the end. And by the time they showed Bruce Willis, I was like, "Fuck you, M Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan, Babylon, Babylon." And I, really, I really do like Unbreakable, and I was super fucking pissed that they like brought it all together. And I think Shamala Bamlin is probably a fucking genius for getting himself another guaranteed movie to capitalize on this. But I don't like what he's trying to do. Um, so that's a no from you. So yeah, it's a no. It's a no from me, dog. Money, Mike. Uh, I'm like so surprised that Jordan said Very. <laughs> Jordan said no. That's like mind blowing to me right now. Uh, but I think I think your assessment of all his other movies is clouding your judgment for this movie because he had he has had some real stinkers like the Village, last Lady in the Water, the last decade, last Airbender after <laughs> the last decade. He's really struggled with but making I, movies. I've only seen I've seen the village. Jordan loves the happening plot twist. I've seen the village and the happening, and <laughs> other than that, I haven't. And besides, like signs and whatever fucking else, like before that, I haven't. Jordan seen has psychological before. issues with signs that we discussed on the arrival episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, yeah not Jordan pleasant. is terrified no, of yeah, aliens. Not related. Not We're related. not trying to have but another Freudian I, deep dive. So oh, I I haven't seen uh I haven't seen his more recent stuff. So I felt like I was mm. going into it relatively clean. Uh, re- with respect to M. Night. But... I mean, okay, besides all of that, even if you're expecting this to be a horror movie, are you not expecting some sort of supernatural thing to happen? Like, he... The most supernatural thing that happens is that he climbs on walls and that a knife doesn't break when a lady tries to stab him. Yeah. And he doesn't die when he gets shot. That's Which I thought was a worse. great reveal. What did you like about it? What's your, what's your yes or no? I like that uh, James McAvoy... Just totally destroyed playing several different people. He was really good. Yeah, he really killed it. And 
I thought it was shot pretty well. There's a lot of really good looking scenes. Um, yeah, the sexual undertones with the teenage girls, you don't really need that. And the flashbacks don't really provide too much. But overall, it's a pretty good thriller slash horror movie, if you want to call it that. And then the you got to watch it paired with Unbreakable. You got to watch these back to back. And see that teaser at the end because it's a real like people have been waiting for Unbreakable too. It's been talked about for so long, and then this comes out of nowhere. Years. Yeah, this comes out of nowhere, and it was just like a slap in the face. Like, wow, that was actually really, that was a really amazing way to tie this into without calling it Unbreakable yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. It's a yes for me. Stevie? Uh, yeah, this is a definite yes for me. I said earlier, I thought it stood on its own, um, even without the unbreakable twist. But I agree with you guys. The, I guess the sexualization of teenage abduction was really unnecessary. But I guess that was just one of the personalities that his character had. Um, I'm agree with Mikey there. There were some really neat shots. And one of my favorite parts of the movie, which I thought was done pretty cool, was when... At the end, when she had the shotgun kind of standing against the wall, and he was climbing on kind of on top of the ceiling and just started punching out lights, I really enjoyed that scene. I thought that was really neat and kind of a crafty way to go about that. And uh, yeah, James McAvoy is a phenomenal actor. You could just see it in every one of his faces. Uh, you could just tell that there was a different character going on there. So definite yes for me. So I feel like there are really two different groups of people who saw two different movies. Cause this is a hard no for me. Um, I think there was a lot of good things in this movie, like uh, the Bruce Willis cameo tying it into the un- unbreakable franchise, uh, James McAvoy and Anna Taylor joy, both had great performances, but beyond even like the weird sexual undertones, like the scope of this movie is not tight and it's not a good horror film. And what it's trying to do... It's not a horror do, movie. Yes, it is, Stevie. Yes, it is. Because it's not going to hold up as a... If you don't... Once you know that twist, it's gonna. It's 10 times not as good. It's 10 times not as good. And it hits so many stupid horror beats like, oh, they don't really try to escape till it's almost too late. There's this ominous threat. Like, I didn't get it. I didn't like it. I thought it was stupid. I think it's good for a Shyamalan movie, but dude, he... no, it's not good for a Shyamalan movie. <laughs> what is his best movie? What is his best movie? Unbreakable, but this is not even close to. This is maybe fourth. So great. For me, it's a no, hard no. I'm super surprised by both of you. Yeah, seriously. Disappointed. Very. I mean, oh, if you really? if you want good horror, it, go see The Witch, or go see Green Room, or go see I'm Ten Cloverfield Lane. I will never call this movie a horror, horror movie. movie. It's so. What, where would you classify it? So, this is a superhero psychological movie? thriller. Yeah, psychological, psychological thriller. thriller. Okay, if I guess if you like Shyamalan, there weren't. It's you'll like it. <laughs> that, you went in with the wrong expectations. Wrong expectations, because I went in with zero. <laughs> I was telling Mikey this is probably going to be awful, and I was blown away by it. I was creeped out the whole time, and that's what I uh, expected from a creepy trailer, creepy movie. Powerhouse performance by James McAvoy. Very good movie. I was I was creeped out as well, but I, ah, man, fuck. 
it's it like strayed in the end to be like a as she's like running away and trying to like fucking escape as all horror movies do and then it like turns into a different story and i i, I don't think that like the the the, the fucking shamala bamblin twist at the end that that can't save it as like a movie you know so like if that isn't there this movie is is shit and so that's Which why. twist? So you think? So wait. So wait. There's do you two, think Doctor Exposition? See, wait. So you think Doctor Doctor Exposition, Doctor Exposition sticking a handkerchief in the door so it doesn't lock is a good plot point? Is a solid psychological thriller? It might be a breadcrumb for a later movie. You never know. No, it's the not. Movie. It was served for one Happen purpose to the open door? the door later. That was a stupid, lazy, impossible thing that she knew to do. <laughs> You're wait. You're hung up on the. You're hung on up the, on the handkerchief. On the, on the handkerchief. I'm saying that's one plot point of Doctor Exposition. I wouldn't call it a plot point, but yeah, it's a huge plot point. They zoom in on her sticking a handkerchief in the door. She for had some seen. She had seen these girls locked up in various rooms before she had. And, and you can just say his name, and magically he snaps back into his normal personality one time, but then Dude, it doesn't yeah. work. But then that, it doesn't that's, work that's, two times, and, but it only works. Do one you know time. how DID works? Maybe that's no. the key. No, you're right. Well, no, ex- no, no, that is how no DID one. works. You're right, Mikey. I have researched it, and if you say that, well, if you're name, a trained psychologist, if you're a, uh, a trained uh, psychologist, then I'll take your word for it. Maybe. I mean, are those, as, are those not as problems? a life psychology major. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, go fuck yourself, Jordan. <laughs> are, those not, are those not problems for you guys, or just they just shove under the rug of being a, a fun action? I think you got. I think you're trying to look at this as too realistic of a movie, man. This is in the yeah. Unbreakable Universe. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, the Unbreakable Universe. I called the unbearable, Jordan. You refused you to listen. You didn't like him. Yeah, you don't like Unbreakable. Bruce. Bruce Willis can't die, and you guys are getting mad that there's a <laughs> napkin in the doorway. I'm surprised. By you guys right now. Surprise. Do you, do you like Unbreakable now? I said I liked Unbreakable until the ending. I thought the ending was kind of bush. Uh, you have called that movie unwatchable to me. I so called it unbearable. Why don't you call it unbearable? Hype. Someone's caught split hype fever. <laughs> Indeed. What's split hype? It's what you got caught up in. I went in with no expectations. I, yeah, me and Mikey thought this was going to be awful. It's me too. And it was. Well, all right. All right. We're trying to keep our minors short, so tell us Rest what you thought. Rest in peace, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I quit. Clearly <laughs> a divided camp, so you can tell us what you think by tweeting at us at spoilers. This is the new hire. This is the new hire. Podcast spoilers. Fuck you guys. I'm out. <laughs> Podcast spoilers. Uh, what do we got coming down the pipeline? Trivia, baby. Sing Street coming up. We have trivia coming up. Uh, we also have Demolition Man coming out. That'll be fun. Hidden loser in that one. Yeah. <laughs> and we got one last question to send us off. What is M Night Shyamalan's Rotten Tomato average score? Stevie, start with you. Forty-seven. Mikey. Uh, thirty-five. Joe Long. Forty-one. Actual retail score thirty-eight percent. This was spoilers. Fuck you, M Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan, Bambala, Bambalan, and I. I, 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 I